Hey man, grab a slice. Get your gun. We'll watch some movies. We'll have some fun. It's pizza and guns and movies all night. Welcome to Pizza, Guns, and Movies with your hosts, Pat Dowell, Anthony Urso, and Jeff Dorico. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pizza, pizza Guns, and Movies. And movies. Do I have EGM a for short. PGM for sure. PGM. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm good. Good. Jeff? Yeah, Urs? What are you doing? I'm trying to fix my mic. Okay, there we go. A little bit discombobulated uh, behind the scenes here. This is take three of our intro because my name is Pat Dowell. My name is Anthony Orsi. And I'm Jafrani Darico. Perfect. This is going to be the best one that we get so far tonight, so we're just going to keep on rolling with that. We are the movie podcast where we pick a movie kind of just by however the hell we are feeling. We watch it, we sit down and talk about it, and then we share our thoughts with you, the audience, at large. And sometimes one of us knows more about said movie, and then we'll talk about Bob Fosse for hours. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, you've been you've been blowing us up that you've been rewatching that uh, Fosse Vernon show. <laughs> Fosse Verdon. 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 Who plays Fosse in that? It's Sam Rockwell. Oh, I thought so. Yeah, dude, Sam Rockwell's the best. Yes, I agree. Also, Michelle Williams. She won a bunch of awards for oh, her nice. portrayal of Gwen Verdon. Nice. She's very good. Yeah, friend of the show. Friend, friend of the, the show, age. Michelle Williams. Exactly. Very good stuff. But, but, we dig- digress. but we digress because we are not not talking about Bob Fosse on this episode. No, we are not. We talk I mean, about I might bring him up, but yeah, you could in this one. I mean, it's a it, it's a lot about the pictures. It's about the pictures. Ah, the pictures. So last time we covered uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, hidden gem, Broad Deal. Um, we are moving on from the aftermath of a mob war in which the FBI did a bunch of like illegal shit. Consequence, they free. really did, and they were all dressed in like jump. They're all dressed in like uh, uh, civilian. I don't know, Canadian tuxedos. Yeah, they really did look like the way Journey was dressed in the Separate Ways music video. Someday they FBI blew through a lot of cigars. Yes, yeah. they were, they, the cigar budget was out of control. Arnold alone. But yeah. And Is that the movie that got cigars in his rider? Maybe. <laughs> okay. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. Tell us. You know what sometimes is shaped like a cigar? What? A UFO. <gasps> That's right. Streets of Chicago, adios. Hello, agua dulce. Did I get it backwards? No, it's, it's, no, it's agua right. dulce. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's sweet water. Yeah, sweet water. But in Mexico, the words are backwards, so it's water sweet. Mm. So I probably dulce. did get it. No, you didn't. You were right. Oh, I was right. Mm? Rock and roll, because that's where we're headed. Woo! For our next film which is Jordan Peele, 
one of the new masters of horror, his third film, which came out in 2022. This is a newer film. Yeah, this is a this is the most recent film that we have covered. Mm-hmm. Besides the 365 Days <laughs> movies at the time, I guess, because those came out like kind of concurrently, I believe. Yeah, there was some separation between a handful of them, and then me and Dummy over there decided we were going to watch <laughs> the sequel followed by These them. are the yeah. best days oh. of my life. It was uh, the summer of 69. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But we watched Jordan Peele's Nope. Or Nope. I did like that bit that they did throughout the movie. Yeah, that was Where everybody would just look at the scary thing and say, Nope. 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 My other idea was, it came, came, came from, from, from outer space. But I liked better <laughs> i felt like it, it was more in line with the movie it is more in line with the movie yeah it definitely is so uh jordan peele of course um he we he came into our lives through the sketch comedy show key and peel that's key right <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly what it was i saw i saw key cross the street one time in front of me outside that's- of a Awesome. Yeah, that's when I shake. That's when I uh, shook hands with Jason Sudeikis and I said hello to him. That was a really fun night. That then, was the night. Nice. That was the weekend when I was in fucking Florida and wasn't able to be there for George Wentz roast at Second City yeah, and didn't a, get to meet Jason Sudeikis like Pat here. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us just got a horseshoe up our butt, or in this case, a horse in our belly. <laughs> He eats horses, but anyway. Oh, so yeah. So, so he started out uh, with a you know it was sketch comedy, very funny dude. And yes. then in 2017, he made the movie Get Out, which is a, mm. a like a instant classic horror film. Right. Like it was like a total darling when it came out. Um, same star as this one, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, so he was nominated for uh, Best Actor in Get Out, and uh, he's back in this one, which is always fun. It's always fun when there's that, like, super pairing and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And Kaluuya is awesome, man. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. No, but it's on my list to, to watch. The movie itself is fine. Yeah. He is awesome. Yeah. Awesome actor. I mean, awesome he's actor. great in, like, every other thing that he yeah. did even in that yeah. episode of friggin black mirror yeah yeah he's great yeah no he's just he's just a total stud and but skins when he was a youngin a young a young man in the show skins about skins. all them about, about all them all them sexy hormonal sexy sexy people. little nicholas holtz and <laughs> whoever the hell else was in that <laughs> Uh oh, but, <laughs> but but yeah. So so when um, Get Out came out, I saw that one in theaters, and um, that was a uh, uh, 2017, I believe, was the same year that Hereditary came out. Um, I, I right? No, no. I was just scared. Oh, you're just scared. <laughs> For a second, I was I was like, no, I feel like that is because no, like, I think you're right. I'm just scared. I don't like scary movies. Yeah, no. But I, I picked this one. So. No, yeah, and this <laughs> one is actually also very dread-inducing in a lot of ways. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And I remember 
Jordan Peele being very complimentary of Hereditary. Yeah, no, this, this movie and Hereditary kind of led this like new charge of newer horror movies, which of course makes me very happy. I love horror films and I kind of love mm. the direction that they've gone um, to a certain extent. Like, I feel like you're always going to have kind of hits and misses. As I said, uh, the first movie I saw in theaters this year was Bo is Afraid. And I'm still like, just like mentally trying to like figure out whether or not I even liked it. Yeah. Yeah. But, which is a weird thing to say about a movie you saw six <laughs> months ago. Like, you could, you should be able to know. Like, for example, I like Nope. Yeah, good. I like Nope. Yeah, me Very too. Very good. I, well, the re- and I picked it, and the, the reason why it's like our newest film we've done is I literally saw it in the theater and then mm-hmm. immediately texted the guys and was like, we're doing this movie. Oh, yeah. No, I remember. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually what pushed me to see it in the theater. Because last, last summer when it came out, little bit barren in actual theater releases. Like yeah. This summer's kind of like representing a little bit more of a comeback. Mm-hmm. I was probably going to be in the theater all summer no matter what, but audiences right. definitely flocked to see Barbie, Oppenheimer, um, you know, the Blue Flash. Beetle did well. Dude, the Flash I was just well. looking at like what's going right now. It, it, there's still an amazing TMNT. list of movies that, yeah, TMNT, even outside awesome. of those that are still coming out. Yeah, and like, so like, like this one... This one kind of was like, you know, I I think that like the year 2021, the year 2022 are kind of like when you look at the movies, they're kind of in this weird in-between state because we're 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 just getting back and we're just recovering and everything like that. Well, and that's why we still have um, Nicole Kidman telling us that AMC theaters are 100 years old, even though that was in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's true. The music box, I believe, turned ninety in in twenty twenty. So yeah, like uh, that that That's one's cool. been around too. But um, yeah, and this one to me, um, yeah, because I went out and saw it in the theater. I unfortunately didn't get to see it in uh, IMAX or seventy millimeter. Oh, I don't think I did either. I, I saw just, it at the lake. Ditto. Yeah. No, I saw it at the lake. I rolled in. And so um, I had told the guys upon first watching this, um, you know, I like it, it It probably has come through so much. I just love all weird, spooky stuff. So I love UFOs. I was super excited. Um, Jordan Peele was going to do um, Nope. I was kind of indifferent on us. Not going to lie. Thought it was a little bit too on the nose. I mm-hmm. still thought it was good and creepy, though. And he did a bunch of stuff where it's like forgivable, yeah. where once again, if I'm able to kind of like say like Bo is afraid might be a good movie after what <laughs> Ann and I was subjected to. And when I even just kind of like just subtly mention Bo is afraid, she immediately goes to this one part, but I can't make you guys watch it, but I want to make you guys watch it. It's really rough. This I've had, I've had part of it um, spoiled for me because like, I'll never see it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm not going to spoil, spoil it on the, yeah, on I'm not going to spoil it. I have it on Plex. I'm going to watch it. Okay, cool. Let me know what you think. But um, yeah, in terms of this one, um, this is like kind of like like um, but I I was happy that I still got that that sense. I've yeah. got I've got a nose for being able to tell when like a guy is like really going for a certain something without really doing much research research beforehand because mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin the fucking movie experience. Right. But Peel said that he kind of based this off of like you know I, when I watch this movie I'm just thinking Jaws. The whole time yeah like that that's what's in my head like it's a lot of uh, a lot of gags that are like nice homages mm-hmm. he even gets a weird halloween homage in there and yeah we'll, we'll get there when we get when we uh cover that crown but he said that this film um nope uh once again his third film after us which was um you know i i feel kind of hit or miss most people mm-hmm. like 
I so yeah, it was like Get Out was like the darling, like you said, and then Us this was like the sophomore slump, and then Nope is you know it's like oh he's back yeah, baby. Yeah, I gotta yeah. watch Us again. I don't yeah. think I really got it. <laughs> I think that was the thing for me. It was well, like, that's like, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm like kind of confused as to what what's happening. Yeah. But this one is um, his take on kind of like alien uh, and UFO lore and fair. And he decides to treat it um, instead of the UFO. Uh, we'll just lead off with the spoiler right away. But the UFO is not piloted by aliens. The UFO is the monster. Yeah. Like, and, and that's just kind of like a cool take on it. Because with actual UFO lore, there is some thought where people like, you know, like think like that the ufos are the aliens so that's kind of like playing on that idea and he also kind of leaned into the stereotypes like just enough like just good enough in there and um you know i was very excited to see it i'm not gonna lie uh this movie for me i I benefited my enjoyment of it uh benefited from a rewatch yeah the first time i saw it i don't know what it was that stuck out like, it, it's definitely not perfect. Like, he doesn't right. hit it out of the park where he has to kind of, like, be like, okay, so I've got to kind of make a contrived decision where a gravelly voice, Tom Waits, <laughs> cinematographer, is like, I'm going to get eaten by you. It was basically like you were listening to... Uh, <laughs> Hardest Saturday night. Yeah, I know, I know. Dibble, I'm, dibble. Yeah. Taking my wind up, come uh, uh, out. <laughs> but so, yeah, like he does have to do kind of stuff like that. Jesus. But, um, <laughs> and like, I think that maybe perhaps I was expecting something a little bit more um, uh, uh, traditional. Yeah. Like maybe I was expecting Little Green Men instead of the giant UFO monster. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could have been it. But I also feel like this movie, uh, part of the reason why it's such a good rewatch, and I highly recommend if you are listening to me talk right now saying I was kind of meh on it, going back and rewatching it is really good because when you get the subtext, everything actually ties together pretty nicely. Yeah. It's just the risk you run when you have people like because like you're assuming that people are going to be into it right and not everyone's really into it you know well and like the bit with the chimp and i always i always words i was saying for the longest time like jesus i was saying for the longest time like i don't like this side story i think this side story is dumb but when you actually like and we'll get into it obviously when you actually like watch it and realize like oh yeah no this is how this all ties together like doll was just saying like Oh, the chimp is a beast. Yeah. Steven Yun thinks he can control the beast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's, and it's then like you get into that. the movie. Yeah, exactly. And once again, um, you know, I'm watching it. I'm thinking about how much he clearly loves, like, Spielberg and, like, those spectacle movies. Of course, he gives a shout-out to, to King Kong, which is going to be mm-hmm. a, a pickier pretty soon. So get ready for that, audience. If yeah, you watch King him. Kong ain't got shit on us. Yeah. Equalizer three out this weekend, I think. <laughs> but um, so yeah, always a we good are si- not sponsored by the Equalizer. Thing. Always, co- always a good side when it comes out the weekend before <laughs> Labor Day weekend. <laughs> always a great side that it's a good thing. But yeah, so this one, um, like, uh, you know, w- part of what I loved and was so surprised about with uh, Get Out, uh, just going back to that real yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. was just what an imaginative 
and skilled visual storyteller uh, uh, appeal is. Like yeah. it's like that movie has some of the most trippy visuals, and it plays on these concepts of just kind of like mind control and like you know obviously like like racism and slavery and things like that in this brilliant way that's so digestible and like. And, and like you know, I it, it's not fun, but it's entertaining. Like it, it's it's mm-hmm. gripping and it's thrilling. And he has like, obviously, he has a comedic mind. And I feel like comedians have to have their finger on kind of like how to be able to like get people to emotionally react to stuff, just as it is. Yeah, it's just that it's like. Like, seriously, imagine if if Dave Chappelle did something like that, where, like, he yeah. stopped doing the sketch show and instead of doing his uh, very questionable stand-up, uh, he, <laughs> he, he uh. started directing very questionable uh, horror movies. <laughs> like, the, sa- the same thing. But, like, it's just, like, the horror movies are, like, why they got to be so out and proud about it. But, <laughs> but. Sorry. <laughs> Urzo's mad at me for that one. I'm not mad at him. It's fine. But so, and in this film, like, it was just such a treat for me. Yeah. Like, it's like this, like, classic style. It's got mm-hmm. all these wonderful themes visually and everything like that. And again, it's just an interesting take on the UFO story where it does make it kind of a Jaws-esque giant monster movie because technically this thing could be terrestrial. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to bounce back and forth between calling it the UFO and what the it, it, when it gets bestowed the name Jean Jacket um, yeah. after one of the horses. But um, yeah, man. And I mean, like, what, like, w- w- did... So you saw it in theaters. You did not see it in I theaters. I did not. I but, saw it here. But, like, what was, like, your initial, like... So on my first watch of it, I remember at first kind of being, like, slightly underwhelmed. But yeah. then... Yeah, that's how I felt, too. But walking away from it days after and re- remembering scenes that stuck with me and going, like, wow, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, Like, the blood rain thing... Um. Mm. There's, there's some good, really good. Uh, in my, he's just got such a very solid understanding of just cinema history, and pays homage very well. Mm-hmm. He, and he has a very, very encyclopedic knowledge of horror. You yeah. can tell. Yeah, like that's a huge flavor in a lot of his stuff. So it's fun to watch. It's yeah. like he does such a good job of it. He knows how to pull some of those strings well. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it, and I think that it was such a fun twist yeah. on what it could have been. Yeah. What it was originally looking like it was going to be. Yeah, because there's that fake out, which is still a very effective and creepy scene where the park kids um, all prank him dressed yes. as the alien. Yeah. Another great use of nope in yeah. that yep. one. Like, um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's got his energy. It's got like his, his like sense of humor comes through in such brilliant ways. Like there are some moments in which it's like, you know, it's a, it's a science fiction horror film and it, you have to kind of like, it, like, you know, allow for some, some disbelief to creep yes. in, but like, it's just the ending where like, you know, we'll get to who interrupts it and, and who they work for. But yeah. it's just like one of the best twists. And it's just, it, again, it's just such a cool take that it's not just these, like, you know, what we've always seen before. It's this thing that is, like, unknowable. And it's kind of funny because I was talking about how I wanted to get 
and do a little bit of like cosmic horror. And this isn't quite that. It, it's, no, yeah. it's, it's got the same kind of idea because because Jean Jacket is something that we do not understand yeah. and now will never understand. It's, it, it, it is. It's very like Lovecraftian. Yeah, but it's it's very cheery and it's not racist as fuck. Exactly. I could not read that motherfucker <laughs> anymore. And it's not even trying to like stand up on like like a a a, a, a like soapbox or whatever. It just made me feel really uncomfortable reading it because I was just like, why did I pay money for this fucking book? I feel like an idiot. But anyway, so Nope's premise is about um uh the brother and sister duo of OJ and Emerald Haywood who own a horse ranch that kind of rents out animals to um you know uh, basically uh, production companies yeah commercials movies all that kind of stuff and what happens is they start to get terrorized by an unidentified flying object so that starts like eating horses it starts mm-hmm. like doing all this stuff and it's very malevolent and creepy and because they kind of are struggling and they're not doing well, and also kind of because a UFO is terrorizing them, right. they have to well, make and money it quick. Killed their dad right off the bat. Yeah, like and it killed. Scene. Yeah, and it killed. It killed one of our all-time favorites, Keith David. Yeah, one yeah. of our favorite actors. I and was so it, upset in the theater when I realized he was dead I after know, the first ten I minutes. No, it's such, but like it's one of those things where like it sh- when when people do that. It shows a level of enthusiasm, and that actually has to be, like, a really great moment because, once again, um, Jordan Peele is obviously such a lover of, of, as Jeff was saying, like, he's so clearly influenced by certain movies, and you can tell he was probably somebody who was... um, you know, a lot like us as kids where we just had our VHS tape or our DVD and we just watched it over and over and over and tried to figure things out. And um, it's his ability to be creative, tell a full, very rich story, because even though, again, like if you're going to watch it for the first time, chances are the subtext part of it where it's just like, wait, 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 wait. So because he gave a champ a fist bump, it's very bizarre. And that's a very important plot point in the movie. It is. But yes. A so. plot point that I did I did not like yeah, initially. <laughs> initially, yes. But then if you're going to, because, so I feel like I should address it. Because sometimes I feel like it might get questioned. But what I think about movies and, and running length specifically I don't give a shit about running length. If you tell me how long a movie is before I sit down and watch it, I'll be fine. I'll be prepped. Be ready to go. Yeah. That's how the artist intended to tell it. I can give them three hours. It can turn into an experience like Bo is Afraid, or it can turn into an experience like Oppenheimer. Right. Both both affect me. I don't judge the length. So I don't judge that he decided to tell the story in the way that he told it. Mm-hmm. It's just that it might kind of limit the film's reach in the long run for a little bit. Yeah. What do you think the chances are that this is going to be like one 10 years from now that like we're like going back on it being like, man, how did anybody not like this movie? I mean, honestly. Slim. Slim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought I was asking a gotcha question well, and I look like a chump. It's tough because like, gotcha. I can get why people... Some people didn't like it. Yeah, I could see. Because they marketed it very one way. Yeah. And it looked like, hey, this this is going to be this. And that's on the crowd 
for being upset that it didn't go the way they thought it was going to go. Yeah. Like that, but that seems to happen a lot more. Yeah. You seem to hear a lot more of that reactionary out. In the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, I wanted this to happen and you didn't do it. And, and to be fair, like, I'm not going to sit there and point the fingers because that was kind of my initial reaction. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that scene where the, the kids pulled a prank worked on me really well. And that's right. what I wanted. And when it went more towards the, this thing is a giant monster. That's just where we ended up. Well, because it turns into, it, it goes from like, uh, it goes from like a like a close encounters type film to like a, a creature feature. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Which is cool because yeah. it has both of those aspects in it, but then it's like, oh, how do we subdue the creature? Yeah, exactly. Which becomes more like like almost like an action yeah, it's, thriller. Yeah, it's to get know? it's to get the Oprah shot. It's to get yeah. photographic evidence because it's true. There are people who like offer rewards for uh paranormal stuff, which is why I'm telling you, we gotta take that tape of Rodney Dangerfield ghost possessing Urso to somebody. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so once again, movie was written, d- produced, and directed by Jordan Peele. This one, uh, I believe he shot either on IMAX or 70mm. I know it was recently part of the 70mm Film Festival. Unfortunately, the boys of PGM could not make the trip. We could not. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just life happens. It was happens. a bummer. It was a bummer. But you know what? We did get to enjoy watching it together. And this, was, this, this is, is exactly the type of movie I think that... We all grew up on, um, you know, or so I, I, I don't know what you're like, like, like flavor of choice was when you were kind of a teenager. But but Jeff and I were very much on like the Spielberg train, I think. And, oh, yeah. And Carpenter, of course. I was more on like the like Wes Anderson comedy yeah, kind of like I was like start. I had just heard Royal Tenenbaums, and I just bought Elliot Smith's self-titled album. So very good album. Very you know, oh, yeah. Elliot Smith stabbed himself in the heart. It really makes me uncomfortable that you've been holding a <laughs> knife this whole time, just in general. That was I just feel a, like for that. How much the knife a, down? <laughs> have you seen this sword? Have you seen <laughs> just calling back to some some former some, episodes. Some brilliant, some brilliant stuff. Um, but yeah, and uh, we we mentioned him up top, but Daniel Kaluuya, uh, he mm-hmm. is uh, OJ Haywood. Um, so OJ is kind of a little bit gruff. Not sociable, kind of better with the animals than he yeah. is with people. Mm-hmm. Whereas Emerald, his sister, uh, played by Kiki Palmer, um, is like a little bit more vivacious, a little bit full of life, a little, little bit of energy in there, fun. I'm doing finger guns, but you can't see them. <laughs> bang, bang. Bang, bang. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, Brandon Perea as Angel Torres. So Angel is uh, a gentleman who works at Fry's. Fries Electronics, R.I.P. R.I.P., yeah. Um, actually, one well, of my R.I.P. by us. I think it's still out there. No, that's what it said. I think was it's R.I.P. It, 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 oh, they did close all? Fry, fries is fried. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's done. But um, it said it, it actually made a note on the IMDb trivia thing where it was like, Fries actually was still open at the time that they filmed this movie. Which is, I don't know why I find that so hilarious. Great. <laughs> But he is the, um, he works for the tech team who installs all the surveillance equipment and stuff like that. But he also acts as the person who it's like, if you have questions about UFOs, he just kind of answers them. He's the UFO guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's the hooper. He's the heartbroken hooper 
in this one because again this movie has so many like nods to jaws the thing with the the flags draping down and that's how you're able to track it is just such yeah. a nod to the barrels oh i thought that was a back to the future reference oh that could have been that too. a little bit of both yeah i mean i'm sure like <laughs> he's got such a colorful palette. because at that point we still don't know if it's an that's animal true. yeah yeah at that point it's just kind of like whatever it is and yeah. that's what's so much fun about yeah. it is like he leaves the origin mysterious yep. he doesn't have to like like i just appreciate it when movies don't try and like prove how cute they are by being like oh well actually blah 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 and they like just kind of explain it away because it's sort of just we don't we don't care. Right. Like, I don't give a shit. This thing is cool as hell. Yeah. It's a great, uh, Gene Jagged is a great film monster. Like, yeah. it, it, it's very, uh, again, it's just so out there. And um, one of the things about UFO sightings that I like is called high strangeness, where it's just like where people will have UFO sightings and just really weird, wacky shit will happen. Like, they'll see, like, Mothman or they'll see other shit. But, like, Angel, to me, like, captures some of those moments of those, like, oh, oh, oh our, our old buddy Charles Ford. The the forty and ideas, yeah, Charles like objects like objects falling out of the sky and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, so yeah, that like uh, Charles Ford, of course, is the guy who was uh, featured in Magnolia, who wrote about frogs falling out of the sky. Yeah. People who follow like the rational explanation for beliefs are called Fordians. Char- Charles Ford. Charles Ford. Hey, my name's Charles Ford. Oh shit! <laughs> I've got a new nickname for life, but um, <laughs> but but um, good old Chuck Fort. So yeah, like the shit falling out of the sky, right? People just randomly disappearing, mm-hmm. like just kind of like the idea of like it is kind of fun because UFOs now, you know, the videos just got released over the summer. We know that they're real. We know that we're probably not alone in the universe. We've already known that, which is why the alien well is so yeah, easy it, to it, go. It, they really, I mean, the government obviously released the alien information uh, to take all of our, um, to take all of our uh, attention attention away from Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh my god! I legitimately heard a bunch of fucking. You need to stop reading your <laughs> grandfather's <laughs> forward emails. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Please stop. I legitimately your heard this in River Forest. Oh my God! In River Forest, it, these old men wearing fucking Hawaiian shirts, being like, "They released the alien information to take our attention away from Hunter Biden's laptop." But like, that's like the idea of like the aliens. Like they're like, "Oh, we're tracking a, uh, we're tracking a UFO. We're tracking a UFO. Um, it's holding up a sign. It says, let's go, Brandon.' Like, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going on?' And then Marjorie Taylor Greene would be all about it. Yes, yeah, she would. But yeah, so it's like it, it's something that's always just like you know he. He just uh, taking it in the direction that he takes it is yeah. just the best. And having Angel there to kind of explain the convention. Well, you need that guy. You need yeah. that guy. You need. If that you guy. don't have that guy, the movie is gonna. Everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, are we you watching? need exposition. Yeah. Right. And uh, one of the things that I had read was that um, uh, Jordan Peele wanted his uh, wanted uh, Brandon Perea's uh, performance to be kind of more like happy-go-lucky, but he liked mm-hmm. what Brandon Perea brought to the table, which was yeah. like the grounded, the bit with like the ex-girlfriend, yeah. kind of just being like a lonely guy, sort of like a rem- morose. That's a morose version of Joe from The Station Agent, when oh. you kind of think about I mean, it. isn't Joe kind of morose? No, Joe's full of life. He's, he's, he's Oh, Joe. Party. Joe, oh, yeah. 
hey. a friend of the show, Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> yeah. Best friend. Looking at Peter show. Dinklage. Speaking of, and then we've got uh, Michael Wincott um, as the aforementioned, uh, very gravelly voiced Antlers Holst. Um, He's the best. I had no idea his character's name was Antlers. Yeah, I know. It's like, so this is, I, I couldn't really find anything about it. And I don't like, for whatever reason, I don't like researching the movies right. i just kind of like watching like to just them enjoy the film and like if i know a random fact like yeah i just kind of like to talk. yeah exactly bingo 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 bungo yeah that's kind of how this whole thing started it's just us talking about <laughs> shit that yeah. may or may not be correct yeah and and we don't care if we're right. wrong but once again see the godzilla episode where i <laughs> promise that i'm not going to get a single name wrong and then i get all the names wrong every name i'm pretty sure even the character names and we'll go back to that at some point because we we, we will we will but um yeah so this guy is like a, he's just like a hollywood cinematographer and he's very dark and mysterious well and, he's like um, the hollywood cinematographer right like yeah. that's kind of he's like that's his mysticism is that yeah. he's like he gets the shot, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> he like, always gets the shot. And we meet him um, on the commercial shoot um, w- at the very beginning of the movie. But, um, yeah, th- uh, he's the character who I feel like just ha- it, it just has me having so many more questions than I wanted. Yeah. It, and, like, it's this thing where it's like you kind of do need a guy like that. And it would make sense that if it's like, okay, we need to get the greatest picture of a ufo of all time ever and do this why not call the guy off the off the call sheet from the commercial sheet which is just so perfect so fucking funny yeah and so perfect really good how'd you get my number yeah (laughs) yeah and you know like it it's this thing where he doesn't really have an 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 attachment to anything like he's not like a paranormal Mm -hmm. guy like it's just like he He's cutting the uh, images of the wildlife footage, and when the movie turns from being like you know alien invasion to let's tame this monster, so yeah, we can let's get a tame picture, the beast. Um, it, it 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 says something about that, but yeah, he just he he's a fun character. I think he's got a good lines. I I do think that uh, Michael Wincott does a, oh, a yeah. great job. Um, it's just so mysterious. But um, moving on. We've got Steven Yoon as Ricky Jupe Park. So uh, Ricky Jupe Park uh, is a former child actor um, who parlayed his fame from a movie called Kid Sheriff, which if it was real, would probably be like, all right, and on Pizza Guns in Movies next episode is Kid Sheriff. Like, we, like I would definitely make you guys watch that movie <laughs> and be like, hey, this is a kid who fist bumped the monkey that ate his the murdering gorilla orangutan and so yeah so murder i chip. have a guilty confession where i know so many of steven yoon's movies and i know i've seen him in a bunch of stuff oh minari uh yeah. walking dead mm-hmm. yeah um, he's glenn Ooh, he's in burning he's in uh he's the voice in invincible I yes he's still mark sorry, grayson still sorry about that zach yeah Dowel. <laughs> hey, man, I, if I got it one at a time. But anyway. He so, did. Okay. I will admit I, I'm guilty of this, too. He did hand you an entire stack of it was reading material. It was a lot. And I just got really overwhelmed. And then it became a back and forth. Like, Jeff just, still has two of my books that he hasn't read. And they're probably sitting in his office at work. They're in my backpack. Oh, good. Mm. Don't lose them. Why Ready. Do you have two books in your backpack. 
Because I'm going to read them on the train. Good. Good. All right. All right. There we go. <laughs> anyway, but yes, I'm guilty of that too. You were given a lot of reading material. <laughs> but still, I should have been more upfront. But anyway, um, now that their uh, group therapy is over. Group therapy um, is over. So yeah, so Steven Yoon is a, a just, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. I fucking love him. Him. He is great. Minari was one of the COVID pictures. Uh, it was one of the darlings, and he's so good in it. It's uh, it's basically um, if uh, if uh, oh my god, what is the name? Grapes of Wrath. It's like mm-hmm. that style of story. John but with, Steinbeck. Yes, <laughs> but with like a new take on that, and he he's very believable in this role. Um, so, uh, as a young boy, um, Ricky was on the set of Gordy's home when his infamous, uh, chimpanzee attack, attack happened and he survived and not only survived, he seemed to make a connection with the animal, which, uh, plays in to what happens later on. Um, we've got actress Ren Schmidt as Amber Park. She is in like two scenes. She plays his wife. She plays his with wife. With the short hair. With the short hair. Yeah. And she, she has like three lines. Howdy y'all. Howdy, everybody. Um, already mentioned that uh, part Keith, of the show. <laughs> Keith David. So are you sure Jeff didn't play that part? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Wait a second. Same here. It was Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, you were stunning. How <laughs> dare you say you watched it here when you lived it? <laughs> well, I didn't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> Pee-wee's big adventure all of a sudden. Well, um, I guess I do spoil him. I guess I do spoil him. Okay. So we got Keith David, um, already mentioned as Otis Haywood uh, Senior. Love Keith. David. He's just so good. Um, again, yeah, again, he's a, he's another one of those guys. And then uh, finally, I just wanted to put it down that Terry Notary uh, was the motion capture actor who played Gordy in the Gordy's Home. Oh, sequence. I thought that was a real chimp. No. They they touch on that. No, I, it, I yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But yeah, so that that is uh, that is Jordan Peele's cast. And now we can begin talking about the film. Film I, opens. Oh, I was gonna say nope. I really wish we could have seen Keith David do the pitch, the opening pitch that they do about their yeah, family. That would be. I fun. think he would have been very good at delivering that whole bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good. Just saying. He, I mean, he's the man. I could watch him. I could watch him do a bunch of fucking shit. I could watch him do a, a bunch of different movies. I'm <laughs> trying to think of a bad movie he's in, but it's not coming to mind. But anyway, so uh, we get. I will be the judge of that. <laughs> we get the Universal Pictures logo, and it's the Gordy's Home Audio. Of course, one of the actresses says nope, and uh, then you hear kind of the 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 snap, basically, like you hear like it all kind of go uh, to hell, and then we get this very cheery Bible quote. Um, the cheeriest of them all. I will cast abominable filth at you, make you vile, and make you a spectacle, um, which is from Nahum 3.6. Um, so just a little bit of contextualization. That chapter is actually about um, the uh, an Assyrian city uh, crumbling and uh, being destroyed and being conquered, essentially. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of the theme of the movie is that um, spectacles have a way of devouring us, and uh, Jordan Peele is showing us what's going on. But um, yeah, and then we see the chimp. I don't trust any movie that starts with a Bible verse. <laughs> I know it's pretty. It's pretty tough nowadays. But um, yeah, and we see Gordy for a second. It's great. Uh-huh. And then uh, it's just the Haywoods. Uh, it, it's at their ranch at dawn, and it's just kind of like you know. 
I question whether Jordan Peele has actually ever been on a horse ranch. Um, <laughs> while we were watching, Anne kept on pointing out that nobody picked up any shit. The only <laughs> there was there was there shit. was one pile of poop. There on was the horse a pile ranch. of shit that was actually a uh, was actually a plot device. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was a plot device. <laughs> it held that flyer together. It yeah. did. Yeah, and it ba- it basically just sets up that OJ is working. Um, M is not present and not working, and then right. Otis is there just being a being a ranch man. I'm a ranch man. And then uh, there's these weird noises in the sky. All the electronics die. And then there's these weird screams that go silent before all of this random shit starts fucking falling out of the sky, pelting shit. That was actually pretty good. Thank you. That was good. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, actually, I'm trying. Spot on. Very spot on. Good show, chap. Spot on. Anyway, so then the screams go down, the go scream, silent. The screams go silent. And oh, then, by the way, the only movie I would say that Keith David made that was a stinker, League of Super Pets. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But I that's more of a, that a, a, a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. So moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Because uh, the uh, I'll tell you what does bomb his lifespan. Yay-o. Because uh, Otis is hit by the falling debris. OJ rushes him to the hospital, but it's too late because a nickel... Went through that man's eye, into his brain, and he died. Well, through his brain, out his eye. Oh, is that? Yeah, I think. Jim's no, he right. would be looking up. Oh, was he looking up? Yeah. Oh, that oh, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I thought he yeah. was looking. I thought and he had then, been looking down, and it just went through. Yeah, because he goes, "What the hell is that?" Oh. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong, pops? And it's like that subtle genius, Jordan Peele. But um, yeah, so and then uh, (laughs) I don't know, man. Perfect. It's perfect. We get we get it. We get the title card for nope. And then we're hearing a bunch of those screams again, and we're inside what we will find out is actually uh, Jean Jacket's belly. But it, it's uh, then the yeah, idea. Jeff, Jeff, and I were both like, oh yeah. yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. That, yeah, like they, he does that. Yeah, they kind of make it a viewfinder because like part of it, uh, we'll we'll explain the rules when we get there. But this is a uh, six months after the sad, sad passing of uh, Keith David, and it's just so tragic because. Um, you know, he had his warnings. Like, he could have had protective eyewear if he just put the glasses on. If you just put, put the, the glasses, glasses on. on. But, um, you know, and, and OJ and M are left there to pick up the pieces. So, yeah, OJ is more uncomfortable than the horse while he is working with the horse. <laughs> it's pretty great. Once again, uh, you know, it's just like, just, just, I love watching, like, really good actors. I, I know that's just such, like, a simplistic thing to say, but, no. like, when it's, like, a person who, like, is fully committed and just fully selling and they're very good at what they do, oh, it's great. And it's a good introduction to his, uh, to his uh, character there. If he yeah. Would, if he would have just put the glasses on, he would have seen the truth. He would have seen the damn truth if he just put the glasses on. You scared me for a second because your face got real serious. <laughs> Jeff, you know he's the guy from They Live. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we meet Ant- Antler's Holst, um, who is like, I'm sorry, I was eating a bunch of rocks. <laughs> and he's doing, he's just being a smartass. But we're just meeting him because he's going to come in later. And uh, OJ is trying to do 
me pitch it first, which yeah, I can't really remember. It's really funny name. because he's like, hello, we're from... From Haywood. We're from Haywood. Haywood Hollywood Ranch. Uh, <laughs> and it's very, like, awkward and, like, slow and yeah. quiet. And everybody's like, can you speak up? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Usually yeah. my sister's here to do this. Yeah, yeah. usually my sister does this. <laughs> and, yeah, and then and then M shows up again, like I said, just full of energy, full of life. She does the pitch. It's great, but unfortunately, all for naught, because nobody listens to OJ as he tries to say, don't freak out the horse. They freak out the horse. The horse almost kills somebody. <laughs> the woman says, shows the horse's own uh, reflection, and it spooks him. Yes, yes, it is very, very scary. So they they get shut out, and um, it's just kind of implied that they've been struggling a little bit. You know, M is going to be crashing uh, with OJ, and OJ's kind of pissed at her because she keeps on promoting her side shit when she's doing the pitch. Yeah. It, and it's very funny. I mean, Kiki Palmer is just like such a good casting for the role because she's like, I do a little bit of singing on the side, <laughs> which is just very, very fun. It's, it, she's very good in that yeah. spot, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And then. 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. And then M is like staying with OJ, but OJ decides to stop at um Jupiter's claim. Um once again, it is a um it is a uh, the theme park run by uh Jupe Park. Why is he called Jupe? Do we ever find that out? <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. It, it's just like the nickname from Kid Sheriff. It, I'm sure oh, there's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. bunch okay. of, I mean, like knowing yeah. how the, the, like just judging by the, how this movie was created, there's, I'm sure there's so much backstory like yeah. available online because oh, yeah. I remember when it was coming out, I was seeing all the stuff for Gordy's home and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, that's incredibly grim. That's, yeah. that's horrible marketing. That marketing <laughs> kills four-fifths of those people. Or actually, no, three-fifths, one of them eats the face. Yeah. But then they both die. But anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get later. to that. But, um, yeah, so it's just kind of like a Wild West, like, pokey town. It's it's just, it's such a strange thing. It's but c- Kid Sheriff is supposed to be set in the West, I guess, and that's yeah, where it comes and, from. And also, like, if it's, like, a likable, like, child star, there are yeah. people like that. Like, I, I, if Fred Savage opened a Wonder Years theme park, I bet we'd go. Urso's jaw just dropped. Urso is the happiest I've seen him look. I hope Daniel Stern narrates my entire time at that park. <laughs> that would be, oh, sorry, Urso. We could only get Dennis Leary. <laughs> it's fine, too. It's, it's good. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just it's just kind of weird, and it's supposed to kind of be, like, a little bit out there and just show, once again, that this is, like, a kid who was a kid star, and we all know, like, the dark reality of being right. a kid star and especially with with jupe's past but um basically what gets established is that oj has sold him 10 horses in this wild west town and that he's going into a meeting um that m kind of like tags along with and oj is very reluctant about it and uh basically when they're doing the meeting she kind of keeps interrupting and like you know oj's like hey man um i i kind of want to plan to talk about buying those horses back yeah i want those horses back and steven yoon is like hmm, 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 hmm. yes it's it's like it, it's basically my reaction when alex is like at like 10:30 at night can i have ice cream yeah can i have can i have a double scoop of ice cream i'm just like we we could figure that out we could it's like the same style i just say yes so, which <laughs> leads that's why I don't have kids. <laughs> which actually leads I me to believe that. that that's what he's been. That the horses aren't there anymore. Yeah, 
No, I, yeah. I forgot uh, that. Let me, yeah. I, like, I didn't put that together. That's a first. really yeah. good. That is a really good point. No, yeah, not gets, something I thought of either. Yeah, no, it gets it gets tied in. So uh, he sells uh, he sells him Lucky, but then um, uh, M happens to see a cover of Mad magazine that's lampooning uh, the Gordy's home incident, and Stephen Yoon launches into one of like just it, there's something so real about it. Yeah. His his depiction of what happened, like the fact that he compares it to a sketch from On a sketch SNL comedy show with versus Christy like Tan. actually giving like the details about what happened because obviously it's a traumatic event, but like he still wants to tell the story because that's the type of person he is. Yeah, and he's and he's profiting off of that right. particular yep. spectacle, and it is just a very bizarre scene, but it just kind of. Does it explain really what happened? You just kind of know that something went wrong on set and this ape freaked out and it killed a bunch of people and it maimed a bunch of people and that, uh, you know, young Ricky witnessed the whole event and somehow was left unscathed. Yeah. That that fucking Chris Kattan monologue is like (laughs) just insane. Because there's just like this like underlying like ugliness for it mm-hmm. and it's just but it and again yeah you nailed it like because he has like the moment where he has like the invasive thought of being back yeah. there again as he's telling the story and as we learn later as jeff just mentioned the events of what's going on in the background are clearly on his mind as he's right. thinking about this yeah that's kind of part of it it's part of the pull is he's already sort of laying the tracks to be like i can tr- i can i can tame i can tame creatures. the creatures yeah ask Sidfried and roy but then yeah it's just um it, we go back to the haywood ranch at night um basically jupe has made an offer to buy the ranch um yeah. and they're kind of like oh how much how much and they decide to uh, smoke a little bit of weed and then oh, uh, and they get the gunja that hobby weed is what he called it <laughs> and, and i loved weed. it and then um, M tells the story about the horse Jean Jacket, who was sent to the film uh, Scorpion King, which is hilarious. Yes. Um, but they didn't even end Starring up using it. friend of the show, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. We can now say that. We can. We definitely can. We said his name, so now he's a friend a of the show. A bunch of times <laughs> in two episodes now. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like a moment where, like, you see that the dad was like, oh, yeah, no, you don't get to train this horse that I said you could train. And it's like, they know. Yeah, they didn't have a very fun uh, uh, childhood. And then um, Ghost is standing out in the, like, the, like, ring that they have. I don't really know what to call it. I think it's called a ring. Yeah. The pen. Yeah, the the ring. Yeah, Yeah. the pen. Uh, You know. Pat's married to. I think Colleen. it is called a ring. Yeah, we we should have uh, double checked with our people. Or the who barn. Yeah, <laughs> like they'll call it the barn. Who so, is Pat? So Ghost is standing in the kiddie pool, um, on the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, it's a, it gets a title card. So these are split into sections. So mm-hmm. um, this section is Ghost, um, just kind of like a spooky ambiance, as there's uh, you know like creepy sounds and and again like uh, jordan peele is just like masterful uh like just like a uh, depth of field with the uh, these long shots the shots of the sky the shots of the landscape like he just has this like beautiful yeah. beautiful imagery and it's interrupted by m playing music but the horse is already spooked so it kind of spooks it more and it runs away and then when oj is looking for it he sees that you know jupiter's 
claim is like open and it's really creepy because it's like, what if I told you you would change differently? And then there's horsey screams and OJ basically runs back home and that's when he sees the uh, the UFO in the sky for the first yeah. time. And I thought that that scene, that when that went on first watching, that one was really like a whoo, because it is so <laughs> creepy. There's no music. There's no noise that it makes. Like, it roars and shit throughout. Yeah. But, like, at this point, it's just this silent object that just floats behind a cloud. Yep. Number one, when you yep. see a UFO, it's like, okay, am I fucking crazy or is everything different now? Like, <laughs> it's like that type of shit. And he has to, like, tell... He has to tell M that he saw a UFO, and it's just like a great conversation where it's like, are you telling me what you think I saw? And he's like, it was fast. Too fast to be a plane. Too fast for this. Like, and it's just like a good, just a good reveal. And once again, I think that like for paranormal stuff, farmers have got to put UFOs number one if it's real kind of deal. Well, we know it's real, but so 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 farmers are rightly afraid of you <laughs> coming and fucking with their shit. And had a doubt. I had a doubt when I was playing with my recorder. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's the next day, and that's when kind of M is saying like, "Hey, you know, like this this business is failing. We're not yep. able to fill our father's footsteps." Kind of deal. We can make a bunch of money if we get photographic equipment. Let's go to the nation's leader in electronics department store. Fries. Fries. Electronics. Fries. <laughs> Beautiful. And, Since uh, 1942. Hell yeah, dude. I and don't that, think so. No, nah, yeah, no, it's definitely done now. But um, that's when we meet Angel, um, and he's just working there, and he's he's grumpy, and he's kind of doing what tech people do when they have a bad day, which is when somebody says something that sounds stupid, and and you just explode because he's talking about uh, OJ's talking about how his cell phone doesn't lose signal, completely dies whenever the UFO is present, and that also is kind of when Angel's like, oh, or maybe you live in a UFO hotspot, me 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 me. Me, 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 me. And um, basically, they buy a bunch of uh, camcorders and equipment and, and, and shit like that. Yeah, like surveillance equipment. Yeah, and it's like Angel offers the install. He knows something's up, like he's kind of picking up on it, but like they're kind of like, nah, and he very condescendingly is like, you definitely will not be able to do this. You need the <laughs> tech team from Fry's. Yeah. They're noted. The notorious tech team. The notorious tech team. <laughs> And hey, they're good at this stuff. They are very good. We are the tech team from Fry's Electronics, and we still exist. <laughs> and so, God damn it. God damn you. <laughs> but Angel shows up, and he is actually angry because his, uh, his, his girlfriend just broke up with him. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of sad. sad panda. And it, it's all It's all there. He thought she was the one. And he shows a picture to OJ, but he does. They don't show a picture of her to the audience. Like it's just yeah. like in her brain, and of course, it's just she's a singer, dancer, model, blah blah blah. But then, um, yeah, as they're doing like the install, OJ is kind of like, yeah, can you make that uh, camera tilt up further, 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 and it's like pointing directly at the sky. So they kind of start just like having the conversation about aliens, which is like they don't, you know. Number one, I am glad that he touched on the UAP thing because I'm getting sick of hearing UAP for this reason. I'm a, cl I'm a classic guy. Like, I like the classic rock. Play the hits, man. It's a UFO. 
Like people who are like, oh, a UFO could be anything. Unidentified aerial phenomenon can literally be anything. At least a UFO is they an both object. Are. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't matter. UFO just sounds better. But um, I agree. They uh, like it's just like you know they could be ancient aliens. They could be peaceful. They could be indifferent, or they could be you know bad. Which is murders. In this case, we have a murderous giant. No, we UFO. just have a hungry giant UFO. Yeah, I guess it, I guess we are the ones who kind Maybe of ruin it. He's just Jean Jacket's just misunderstood. Maybe <laughs> a lot of times it, the monster is at fault simply for existing. Um, but just, yeah, just you a know hungry what? boy. You know, perhaps twas beauty killed the beast. God, perhaps God it damn it. <laughs> But so as this install is going on, M straight up just steals a statue of a horse from outside of she Jupiter's really claim. <laughs> and uh, Jupe shows up and that leads to and the he's funny like, exchange. Hey, <laughs> hey uh, so uh, I have one just like that. Where'd you get yours? Like she, she cuts him off on yeah. asking the questions. So good. So good. And yeah, they're going to just basically use it at bait as bait. And, um, you know, Angel is just kind of like sitting there. And they've been pretty obvious that something really weird is going <laughs> yeah. on, but they just won't let him in. But they do promise him a five-star review, which I'm sure that he is, will yeah. get. Yeah. And, and he does deserve it. Five stars, baby. You know what? It, it's, <laughs> it's like so what funny. they'd say, you know, we started this journey rough, but we got to a happy place. And if anybody <laughs> wants to leave us a five-star review, feel free. Yes, please. please. That We're really not helps. the tech team from Fry's Electronics, who is notoriously amazing. And, like, I feel like you'd be alarmed if we showed up to your house and we were like, we're going to put in a bunch of cameras. <laughs> Imagine Jeff with that mustache, yeah, Dow with this long-ass hair, and me with this scraggly beard yeah, showing up yeah. at your house going, we going to go install some cameras. See, we could go punch some holes through that drywall up there. <laughs> I actually- don't think it's load-bearing. <laughs> It would actually probably play out like this scene because we go to the next section, which is Clover, another horse. And uh, while they're preparing for UFO hunting, OJ is at this point pranked by um, Jupe's children who are dressed as aliens. Great scene. Wonderful. Because Jordan Peele builds it like it's. Really happening. Really happening. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's so creepy. And this like is the part like, of the movie where uh, I thought this is where, like, oh, my God, we're going to get the reveal of the little green man. Yeah. And we do, but yes. we don't. Yes, exactly. Because it's just this it, very masterfully done. The part where the kid is just, like, slowly leaning out and you're just waiting for it to show up is just this moment where you're like, oh, oh, and it's just, like, very good. The music is awesome. Like, it um, it, it borrows very heavily from The Shining, like, dun, 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 dun. but it's just the kids. And, all, uh, all I got to say is those kids are lucky he didn't have a gun. Yeah, man. That's the thing I keep thinking. <laughs> like, it's like, honestly, that kid yeah. poke, that thing pokes its head around the corner, blam. Blam. Like, like especially if it's been nowadays, killing a bunch of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, because they, they also, uh, like, as we find out, they know what's up. But then they're like, hey, fuck you. Hey. And they, oh, don't steal from my dad. Yeah. And then um, as they're going through, uh, Angel gives them a call because he's monitoring the ranch remotely. Against their wishes. Yes, which is also kind of creepy. But then um, camera B is down because uh, what had happened was the kids let one of the horses, Clover, out of the barn. Those freaking kids. This is why this is why we need strict disciplinary handles. Well, but the, the the praying mantis. It is the praying mantis. Also covers it up. I also feel like that is like a weird like. I think it's meant to be like a fate like thing where it's just like ah uh, 
shitty luck like that. That's just really bad luck. But I also do feel like there is like a weird connection it has with the animals. I don't know. I've, I've never been able to dive into mantis. that therapy. The praying mantis covers the that's, one camera. That's what I thought. It's so convenient through the whole thing. It's almost like there was some sort of connection. Yeah, there, there may be something there. But yeah, so what happens is, again, when uh, Jean Jacket shows up, electronics die. So when one of the cameras goes out, that's a sign that she's there. Um, so OJ tries to like, you know, Clover like runs away and leaves OJ in the dust like a good horse, just totally leaving its odor by it. Bye. And then, yeah, the, uh, the, the jean jacket eats up the statue. And from this point for a small stretch in the movie, um, the flags are hanging down from its belly. A la Back to the Future. And also a la Jaws yep. um, with the barrels kind of like representing a way to show the creature without showing the creature. Um, Clover gets got. Clover got got. Crimson and Clover. <laughs> Do you always hear like the screaming in a weird muffled way when it's floating away and stuff? Yeah. I no, love how he does that. Yeah, it's very creepy. And then it's just kind of like, oh, man. But like, it's like, M is like, okay, can we please get the hell out of here? Yeah. Which is very reasonable. But OJ's like, no, because they have like a familial connection to the ranch. Like, it's kind of their land, and they still, at this point, don't really understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. But this is when OJ has the dream where Keith David is talking about um, kind of like how it's like, oh, this horse is, this horse is out there acting territorial. Like, it's, it's acting like, it's in, in, you know, like he owns the place, and he wakes up, and he's kind of like, wait a second. And he has this epiphany. And then um, the next scene is when M, M calls Antlers on the phone because of the call sheet, which is just like, oh, what an obnoxious way right. to get it. But she basically, and this is why he drives me a little bit nuts, is because when she says we're trying to get the perfect shot, it's implied that he knows exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. Am I not crazy? Like, uh, you yeah. pick up on that. Or the impossible like, shot, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah the, the impossible, impossible shot. shot. So I'm wondering if there is some subtext in there that we missed because I've never been able to figure that out. Yeah. Because he, but he gives like a grim, like cryptic warning where he's like, don't go climb that mountaintop like I'm going to do ironically at the conclusion of this same thing. <laughs> Learn from me. And then he hangs up. Um, but yeah, she, she, he basically, you know, come get this picture right. like you'd be perfect for it. And he's like, uh, like, it's like, you know, that weird warning. But then Angel shows up unannounced again. once again, totally uninvited, but it's fine. I, I mean, I love the Scooby-Doo energy. I do yeah. feel like I wouldn't be at the Star Lasso experience, but I would be at the Haywood Ranch trying to figure out what yeah. the F is going on. You guys on. didn't see it? Yeah, the, and it, what what it is is he shows up and he's just looking at something, and he goes, "Holy shit, it's real!" Because the UFO is hiding in plain sight because it's just a cloud, basically. It's it's hiding in this cloud that does not that move, never moves, never and, moves, and it just stays there. OJ even says, "Oh man, I've probably been looking at that same cloud for the last six months." <laughs> like it's just like this hilarious bit, but it's also so creepy. Like, it's just, like, that idea of, like, when you're alone. And, I mean, they're isolated in the yeah. ranch. Like yeah. That's, like, what's kind of established is not it's only them is this and then like massive two miles away well, is it's, Jupiter's It's plane. kind of implied that it's Skinwalker Ranch, right? 
kind of, yeah, because like Skinwalker Skin Ranch is like the meat lover's pizza of paranormal activity. This was yeah. just like if you just get like a little bit of a thin pep, like thrown <laughs> on a thin pep. So, so, but yeah, so it's the same idea where it's like, you know, these jabronis are basically just trying to capture something that's so unknowable and just kind of like figure it out. But, um, you know, they have some evidence but it's not good because it's a yeah. cloud like it's like you know it's an it's a cloud that never moves yeah so it's just like um you know it the the ufo it like it's not good enough but that's when oj finally says what if this is not a ship meaning what if this is an animal what right. if it, what if that's what's going on and next we go to the uh, gordy's home incident which is uh, we finally get to see kind of the full extent of it and, yeah, the um, actual like event that occurred versus like the pared down like yeah opening bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like it's you know it's like done in like the '90s style like sitcom where it's like a family. Ha, ha, and it's goofy. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it's corny. Can almost laughter. sounds like yeah, can't laugh. Yeah, but you can tell that everyone is really uncomfortable around Gordy, which is kind of a touch that I really yeah. really enjoy. And then the bit is that uh, one of the uh, castmates gets Gordy a really big birthday present that all these balloons come out of. One of the balloons pops, and then the monkey goes on a kill rampage because the pop scares him. The pop scares him. And what do we? What do we? I mean, one of the most famous films of all time is called King Kong. And yeah, it's about that big monkey. About putting monkeys on stage. Don't take photos. Death. Instant death. Instant death. But yeah, so flashing it, things scare them. Yeah, and, and loud it, noises. And uh, this is uh, I had mentioned it. This is where they do the cool homage to uh, Halloween that I like, where it's like the long tracking shot that was almost oh, like the same kind yeah. of perspective of Michael Myers when he, you know, at the beginning of Halloween. It's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, so Jupe is underneath the table. Um, you know, his uh, young castmate. Her name is Mary Jo. I can't remember her last. Oh, uh, I think it's Mary Jo Allen. That's yeah. her full name. <laughs> I think it's her full first name, actually, to be fair. <laughs> oh, it's Mary Jo Elliott. It's right, it's oh, actually Elliot. right down there. But so Gordy basically jumps, and she's the one who gets the face torn off, which is just like, it's just so gruesome. And then, uh, like, the character who plays, like, the dorky dad just gets killed kind of off and again, yeah, Gordy chases him out the yeah, the no, kitchen. no, 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 yeah. And it's like, it's like, again, it, it in real life, if this happened. Can you imagine if it was just like we're just sitting around the table one day and like Urso like burst into the kitchen and is like Dave Coulier just got his arm ripped off by a silverback gorilla? <laughs> like it's just like what was Dave Coulier doing? Hey, I know. Well, it's just so his, wild. Like, like doing there was Mr. no Wood other Chuck exit for the dad to get out or anyone yeah. else. Like, yeah, no. He decides to run further on onto, onto into the, the set. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's a good it's a good body. But, you know, body yeah. feeder there. But so then it's very scary because you're this young kid who just watches chimpanzee massacre oh, a yeah. bunch of people. And uh, Gordy and young Jupe make eye contact. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting that's been pointed out a bunch is that you they only make eye contact through the film of the actual... Um, of the, uh, the tablecloth. Table yeah. So that's kind of part of like why they explain he didn't attack or whatever. Because mm -hmm. he didn't actually look into his eyes. Yeah, yeah. It was it was something like that. And so um, Jupe and uh, Gordy, their, their uh, move is an exploding fist bump. And so they kind of like, you know, Gordy simmers down. He's like, oh, I've done enough murdering. I guess I can be a cute half human I now. I can be a good ape. Yeah. And he goes for the fist, fist bump. bump. And then uh, Gordy <laughs> gets shot in the head. 
Oh, and God. that's that. That's how that sequence ends. So, so yeah, like, again, let's shoehorn again. Let's just go and pile on that trauma. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, let's, really, let's just make sure cook to, it in. Let's make sure to also shoot it. But so what this <laughs> implies, though, the whole thing is that Stephen Yoon's character, Jupe Park, believes that he has a kind of control over things that he doesn't actually have control of. Yeah, because he's getting prepared for what can only be revealed as the biggest show of his life, which is the Star Lasso experience. The greatest show on earth. The greatest show on earth. Is that what I call it? P- no, it's P.T. Barnum. Oh, P.T. Barnum. The greatest show on earth. P.T. Barnum, baby. Um, and that's A when- sucker's born every minute. Yeah. I'm sure those 40 other people would agree that it's not the greatest show on earth. Yes. But then this is when we see our first and only pile of horseshit, which is uh, OJ picks up the uh, star, the the Jupiter's claim star lasso experience, uh, which obviously is connected to the fucking UFO at this point. Right. And so what's happening is it's just like your typical like shitty amusement park like live show (laughs) in which Jupe just kind of reveals he's like, yeah, this this flying saucer has been visiting here for six months and it's been eating these horses. I think it trusts me, which is the biggest leap. Because I've been feeding it horses. Yes, because he's been feeding it horses for the last six months. All those horses, which is why he was evasive at the beginning, was because they all got eaten by Jean Jacket. And so he's just doing this, like, shticky show. They show Mary Jo Elliott with the face veil, which is kind of bizarre and fun. But, again, it's also just, like, another kind of, like, symbolic sign of, like, him being addicted almost to the spectacle of that. Like, yeah. that, like, brings people in almost. This person doesn't want to see this I mean, shit. it's what it made, it's what made him famous. Yeah, it's, yeah. What, it's what truly launched him into <clears throat> stardom. But then what happens is uh, Jean Jacket shows up early, and instead of eating uh, Lucky the horse who's in a pen, um, Jurassic Park goat style, uh, Jean Jacket decides to eat the entire audience instead. Yep. I have always said, if there's ever like a site where it's like, aliens are landing here, I'm getting as far the fuck away from <laughs> that spot as possible yep. for reasons like this. And uh, yeah, this is, again, we find out that it's just this big entity. We kind of get a nice homage to a hidden gem alien movie fire in the sky where they're all kind of in the tubes getting sucked Mm -hmm. up and digested and stuff, and it's super scary. And, uh, you know, OJ shows up, the icy machine, there's not a a person in line, and he's like, something's amiss. (laughs) Something's wrong. Something's up. And then the UFO once again attacks and knocks him out, and this is when we get the awesome scene where the ufo drips it rains blood on the house rains yeah. Blood. yeah like a slayer song Dude, yeah, that, exactly. and it's so good like it's, it's just so, so well good. done it's so good because once again the sound design of like the faint screams and like all the different shit is just so spooky but then the, just the the collective the collective like stop Yes. Of like all the screams. Oh it's yeah, just so creepy. It's like and it then, flexed yeah. its muscle and killed all of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and then the blood rain is like, it's ejecting. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's again, it's like marking its territory. It's like so it doesn't eat the blood, it just eats the skin. <sighs> that is creepy. But I, I mean, like that, that that rain sequence is right. yeah. It's so, I mean, it's it's got everything it's got like shining vibes to mm-hmm. it it's got like it's got so many different fun yeah nods, nods. yeah nods. It plays with it's everything great there. it's one of my favorite 
Yeah. And then, um, you know, like M and Angel are in the Angel's house. reaction Corey, is the best. He just goes, yeah, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> it's happening. Angel, Angel's reaction is so genuine. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so good. And it's so funny. And then it just kind of like is, it, it, it doesn't leave. It's still stalking the grounds. And then this is where OJ learns the rule, which is that if you don't look at Jean Jacket, Jean Jacket doesn't bother you. It's like a T-Rex. Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. Like, the, like that same thing where it's just like, okay, we need an excuse for our actors to not be getting killed by this thing that <laughs> can just, like, do whatever it wants to do, basically. Well, and that's when it, it sends the, the horse back down onto his... Yeah, it spits the horse yeah, this out. Is the, this is the sunglasses at night yeah. <laughs> sequence. Uh, just so... Well, this is, this is when we get Daniel Kaluuya... Or, I said yeah, it wrong. Kaluuya. Kaluuya. You got it. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya saying the saying nope for the first time, yeah. or for the for the first time about this thing. Yeah. He yeah. does that poke his head out and like looks up at it. Nope. 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 Just totally unflappable. Shuts the door. The other side of the pillow. <laughs> Just so funny. But then, yeah, then uh, they basically, um, they, they, they drive on out of there. And then Sunglasses at Night is playing, uh, which peaked at number seven on the Billboard charts in that <laughs> magical summer of 1983. And then they regroup at Angels. I do love that song. And there was a baseball player named Corey Hart. Oh, yep. yeah. Like, you know, that was good times. Brewers right fielder, I believe. But um, so, yeah, they're just kind of licking their wounds. And then, um, at, like, you know, it's a bad place to be because it just killed all those people. And they know and they haven't really told anybody what's been going on. So they kind of might be in, implicated in the yeah. murders and disappearances of a bunch of people. But that's including when, former child star Mary Joelle. Yes. Who's missing her face. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> We found a face, but the rest of her, we don't know where to. Oh, my God. Oh but, um, my so God. it's obviously huge news, and Antler's holster sitting there, and he's like, My God, I got to put down this rock that I've been eating for 14 days. And I got to text him and get on this shit. Then he shows up at the ranch. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. He notices the cloud right like away. Instantly, like yeah. like yeah. that's one of my favorites. He's like that cloud hasn't moved a fucking inch. <laughs> and cloud so, hasn't moved an inch since I got here. Yeah, and then um, it's just the final showdown to get the picture. Because once again, this isn't even really about killing Jean Jacket. This right. is just about getting evidence and getting that it the exists. fuck yeah. out of there. Because and now it's like, you know, I'm sure they feel guilty, but really this is all Jupe's fault because he did think he could train this animal. Right. And it's the same kind of like logic where it's like he thought he could tame this thing because of this past connection with another vicious animal during a vicious attack, which is just like most of the time I was talking at a duck for like 15 minutes today. And then I just thought about it and I was like, this was the biggest waste of time I've ever had in my life. <laughs> that I duck do does not know anything that I just <laughs> said. They walked up to me and I thought they had something to say. And then nothing moved out their lips, just a bunch of gibberish, because they <laughs> forgot about Trey. But the plan is basically that OJ is going to draw Jean Jacket out of hiding, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. And then that Antlers... By um, wearing his Scorpion King but, jumpsuit. That yes, whole bit, the, the, the whole montage with it has such a Spielberg feel to it. Yeah, or like, yeah. like that right there. It kind of captures that type of vibe, which is yeah. so great. Yeah, no, and it's, again, it's like this larger-than-life story that's kind of coming to its conclusion. It's been building to this moment where we now realize that this is not an alien aircraft. It's a giant monster that they're going to have to take care of. Rules are pretty simple. Can't eat inorganic material. If you look at it, it kills you. 
And um, we find out in a minute that it can change shape um, from the classic saucer style into a the, Pokemon. Into the Pokemon. It does look yeah. very much like a Pokemon. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, Jean Jagged's uh, design is just very cool once it again. Is cool. and, and deciding to do this kind of as like a war, like aggression stance actually kind of matches yeah. it. And it, uh, uh, it looks like a flock of seagulls haircut. Just it does giant kind of floating in the sky. It looks like a so far away. <laughs> it's like it's like a dandy fop's wig is floating away, and it's like, oh no, it's going to eat all the horses, <laughs> and perhaps Daniel Kaluuya. But um, yeah, so it in it's Daniel just like Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. So just behind the scenes, real quick, as we have to share it, and and we will share the Daniel Kaluuya video to one of our social medias. But there is a video that helps us with the pronunciation of Daniel Kaluuya, <laughs> and, and it is fancy celebrity names. Yes, that's how, it, that's how he sold himself. And Urzo, do you want to give it a shot? Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Danny K. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. Singer, dancer, Danny K? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. But, yeah, so they get um, their, their equipment is Antlers is going to <laughs> His name is Antlers. Uh, I, he's gonna use I a, can't get beyond that. He's going to use a crank camera with an IMAX viewfinder. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> um, and then they steal a bunch of those uh, is that wacky. Is that one of newfangled red cameras? <laughs> yeah, and, and those newfangled wacky inflatable. Arm uh, flailing tube men. Yes, yes, that that's what it was. I was trying to write it down. It, yeah, the, the What I got was wacky inflatable wavy armed uh, tube men. That's what I wrote. It's close. Yeah, and then um, Antlers does his, he, he gets to fully realize his Tom Waits energy when he sings Flying Purple People yeah, with the plan. So he was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. So they are using Monopoly pieces. Yeah, which one would you choose? I think I would be the dog. Oh, I was gonna say the dog. Mm. I typically take the car. Uh, yeah, well, I'd be the shoe or the shoe. Or what the? Shoe. the f- I said or. I well, this. But behind the scenes, Urso was threatening <laughs> Jeff for taking his favorite piece. And then, uh, yeah. He pulled the knife on him. He pulled the knife. He pulled the knife. <laughs> and then we are on to our showdown. A showdown. Uh, this section is called This going to be a showdown. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the, the best part, too, is when they're like, well, what's its, it's not his name. Jean Jacket. Genius. <laughs> yeah. What is they, its name? Yeah, because I kept on writing when I I knew it got a name at some point, but I couldn't remember when I was writing the outline initially. But yeah. then as we went through, I was able to be like, "Oh, great! Oh, at yeah. least we get to do that." But yeah, so everyone's in position. Mm-hmm. M has been setting up what she's been doing, which is playing loud music because a jean jacket is like, I want that bass thump. <laughs> um, and the wacky arm guys are basically a grid. Once again, to show, like, if Jean Jacket shows up, it goes down. The wacky inflatable tube man is no more. And that just shows where she's standing. What did they use for batteries? Was it just, like, car batteries? batteries. It was the dead people's car batteries. Yeah, they stole Angel comments on it. Yeah, no, they're doing a lot of illegal activity that they're definitely going to have to answer for at the conclusion (laughs) of the film. Once again, though, you know, who gives a shit at this point? Um, So, yeah, and then, um, yeah, so that's basically what it is, is it's like when one of them drops, that means Jean Jacket is nearby, and there's a scare. There's a false alarm, and one of them goes down. But then... 
The gang is interrupted by a man in black. <gasps> Here comes the man in With black. With a mirror helmet. With that stupid mirror helmet. <laughs> yes. But not Will Smith. That's not Will Smith, though, because the guy uh, just happens to work for TMZ. Yay. <laughs> Which I love so much. I just think that's such a good bit. I'm a lawyer. Because, of course, they'd fucking show up. Yeah. And ruin everything. Yeah. And ruin the whole plan. Hey, did you guys hear that, like, an entire uh, theme park just uh, disappeared? Did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, <laughs> That's the, why I'm here. The bit I did like, though, is when he is trying to ride away and, and be all dickish. Um, and then he, what's his face? Angel, Angel is on the microphone yeah. just going like, hey, uh, we're about to see what happens when, you know, energy just stops in a 90 mile an hour or 60 mile an hour car. Yeah. Because <laughs> once again, uh, once again, electronics die. He's on this electronic motorcycle um, and he just stops dead. And they're like, oh, there's no way this guy's alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just another great Screaming. bit. And then OJ has to go out and try and save him. Um, of course, uh, he, uh, OJ, and Lucky are unsuccessful because it's a TMZ person, and they are just obsessed. Much like we're about to see a certain Tom Waits voice sounding guy, um, they're obsessed with that fucking shot. And so uh, OJ and Sha uh, OJ hops on Lucky. He's got those two uh, like reflectors on his back to be the eyes, and then he's getting the shot. Like it's like yeah. he's leading him right by the ridge to get it, and it's just like such an awesome moment. The music is so cool because it's like a modernized like western as he's just trying his hardest to like you know once again just just get them survive and get this freaking picture but once again him being very intelligent he releases a parachute that's rainbow colored like those flags and um jean jacket veers away and decides not to eat them and they get the shot here's where it a little bit falls apart for me because for some reason it being golden hour outweighs any sense of survival right. and like I've read theories that like he was like it, you know he's taking medication throughout the film and he's like terminally ill and dying and stuff and like that. And that's why he's like it's the golden hour. Yeah yeah and it's like the perfect time to go and getting like the perfect shot kind of idea like yeah. like that. It, it, that's what it makes me curious about a who he's based on and what what Jordan Peele's like intention was with that right. character because it's he's Quinty but you also still have Angel there who can just be basically like nerd Quint like you right. can just do an unholy mashup of Quint and Hooper it, yeah because it, it it's just it, it just ends up feeling a little bit contrived because he just stands up after watching this thing kill some random dude and this horrifying monster and decides to try and get a shot of Jean Jacket during Golden Hour, and he gets sucked up. Yep. And when he gets sucked up, all of the footage that they've already gotten gets sucked up, and it puts Angel's life at risk as well. Right, because Angel, Angel has to go retrieve the fallen footage. Yeah, exactly. And he he uh, he kind of does like a, a a mix of saw and twister to escape <laughs> because he ties the uh, he ties the barbed wire around his waist. Emily gets attacked, and then uh, basically that is when, um, it, it, it like it's like they're they're kind of all separated, they're all standing apart, and Emily needs to make a break for it. But the only way that that's going to happen is if OJ stays behind, handles business, and then goes from there, right? And um, so basically, he does kind of like he looks at it, he looks up at at Jean Jacket and gets its attention. And Emily, who is mentioned 
once that she rode motorcycles, gets yeah. on the motorcycle and uh, speeds away. And now she's got its attention, right? So now it's chasing. This scene is awesome, but I also get so, um, I've told you that when I watch like the Jackie Chan stunts, how I'll gasp like he's my son. Like I'll be like, <gasps> stop it. Stop doing that. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt watching the person riding this motorcycle because they're <laughs> booking it. And they are just like, it, it's like uneven gravel. And she goes straight to Jupiter's claim. What was set up earlier in the movie that we forgot to touch on was yeah, that the one well. of the gags is that it's a well that takes pictures of the sky. So like you're looking over the well being like, hey, because it's a recreation of the kid sheriff poster yeah. basically. So a camera conveniently nearby pointing at the sky. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So um, this is the shot that uh, oftentimes I'm, I see get compared to uh, Akira when she does that cool bike slide. Yeah. It's like the same thing where, and, and again, just like the imagination and the joy that Jordan Peele has shown for filmmaking is so much fun that in this random kind you of- You know Jordan Peele is like influenced by Akira. You oh, know yeah. it. No, oh, for, yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. For sure. 100%. And again, it just like, it, you know, it, it shows itself in this way. And then what she does to lure the creature is that the entire time there's been this big inflatable uh, jupe, basically, that she releases. As a kid sheriff. As a kid sheriff. And I'm then, a kid sheriff. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a tiny sheriff. You're under arrest. <laughs> I'm going to raid your newspaper offices because you keep on talking about corruption. I'm kid sheriff. Yeah, kid sheriff. <laughs> oh, my God. But so, but so uh, what happens is that Jean Jacket does take the bait, tries to eat this What an balloon. idiot. I know. What a stupid, stupid idiot. They could have come up with a slightly better Dumb thing. Dumbass But monster. again, if we're going to give like a tip of the cap to Spielberg, who literally like gasoline style explodes a shark head with compressed air. True. I think that I can handle an alien eating a giant balloon. And he exploding. also gets a T-Rex's attention by uh, road flares. Yes. So yeah. There's that. Exactly. Yeah. There's sure. always moments like this. And it's just supposed to be this thing where... Like, the creature escalates because, like, it eats some humans and then it's doing the horses and then it attacks the humans after they start attacking it. So it clearly is feeling, like, threatened and this looks like a human and it just tries to eat it and then it explodes itself and it right. blows itself up. They get the picture, though. It's an awesome picture. Yeah. Like, if that was, like, the first actual picture, like, that's, like, it's a Pulitzer Prize winning, like, amazing photo. And it's just, like, the nice moment because they get the picture and guess what? OJ didn't die. Yay. 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 He shows up all, no all dead Western, OJ. Western action hero. Yes. The thing is, they are going to have to answer for about 40 deaths. Um, they're probably going to get sued by Antler's Holst and uh, the rest of his family, which would be Beaver Teeth and Fangs. <laughs> would they I be, liked though? It. They they had to be yeah they the so the They're TMZ liable, the though. TMZ guy no because they would just report it after it happened yeah. but they they probably they kind of technically become accessories to the murder by knowing about the murder and not telling anybody about but the murder. but also what's the what's the statute of limitations on a giant monster eating everybody I don't know I don't know but 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 yeah I mean then then it. <laughs> Then it fades to black after showing us the picture. And I don't know what the statute of limitations would be. I imagine that they get the money, and I imagine that there's, like, a bunch of— And they go on Oprah. And they go on Oprah and all that stuff. And, of course, the the the, the theme of the film being about how we all just, like, are just so drawn in by this, like, ugly spectacle that we eventually kind of get eaten alive by it— 
it, yeah. it's interesting. Like I think that one of his strengths is his ability to weave these complex themes in. Sometimes it's a little bit on the nose to be like we're literally eaten eaten like by that. the spectacle. Yeah. But man, what a fucking awesome movie! And again, second viewing was great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, mean, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just saying, like I said, the first time I watched it, it was one of those ones where. Took me a couple of days to process some of the stuff and go back and be like, mm-hmm. really liked that. I really liked that. But like second viewing was way more enjoyable because I did, I absorbed, already knowing where it was going to go. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I absorbed a lot more. Yeah. I think like the second viewing for me, like the first viewing was like, again, a spectacle. This is great. Like I saw it with my girlfriend, Rebecca. Like she loved it. Yeah. So my second viewing was like, I got to actually like look at mm-hmm. what the title cards meant. Yeah. Look at, you know, why the chimp story isn't a bad, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's isn't something I shouldn't like. Like, it's a yeah. choice, like, to show you that, like, this is why and how Jupe is the way Jupe is. This is, this is, yeah. the, this is how his hubris is formed. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, um, again, just, you know... Just such like a fun entry, not just into like like action summary movies and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. just alien movies in general. It yeah. is it is hard to make a good scary alien movie. A lot mm-hmm. of them have kind of like I, I feel like I mean Alien, Alien. Um, you know, like <laughs> it, like that's one that comes to mind. Of course, that's like the Alien. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like it was the first of its kind, and yeah. not the last of its kind, but it yeah. may as well be the last of its kind. Yeah, uh, you know, it exists in its own realm. I think because it doesn't do like the alien in the traditional sense, as we've said, but what I, I'm just excited to see what he continues to do with his oh, career. Yeah. Like, I, I think that it's, it's pointing upwards. Um, obviously, like, I mean, he started out on fire, so sometimes he might cool off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at he, least he's not M. Night Shyamalan, if you don't know what I'm saying. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, but part of me does kind of want to see him do a little green man alien movie now too yeah i know i would be curious to see some of the stuff that he would pull but you know he just he just keeps you keeps you surprised keeps you guessing that's why we love him that's why we can't wait to uh keep it i think that was also why it was a brilliant marketing campaign as well because like the whole thing made you think it was going to be little green men yeah Yeah, for sure 100 the whole point yeah so well speaking of little green man speaking of mean green mothers from outer space next pick is it Jeff pick? Woo. Woo! Jeff, what are we going to be watching? We are going to be watching Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. I wanted to throw a musical out there. Yeah, great. I also wanted to throw one that I have never seen. Cool. I and hate. I have seen a lot. <laughs> I hate musicals, but I love monsters. So That's I'm fair. very excited. Uh, and yeah, it's an alien too. Maybe yeah. it eats a bunch of horse- horses. Maybe. Mm, must be fresh. Must be fresh. Must be blood. Must be blood. Audrey, that's disgusting. Oh, man. See, the musicals even work on me, and I don't like them. I just started <laughs> singing along with it. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that one. I'm, I, I mean, I'm sorry you don't like musicals, but you're going to love my next bit, Cats 2. Nice. Cats, Cats 2. 2. Me. <laughs> when, they can't, when they actually get anthropomorphic cats to perform... Yeah, when they just build the cats in the lab and just <laughs> oh, fuse God. human DNA to cats. No. I'd, I'd be interested in 3D printing's come a long way. And has indeed. Well, all right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. This was a particularly fun one. Once again, we are Pizza, Guns, and Movies. Follow PGM. Us, PGM. Follow us on Instagram at Pizza, Guns, Movies. 
And I'm pretty sure that's all of the social media bullshits we have. <laughs> so we love you. We yeah. hold on. Follow us on Instagram. You're good. You're going to love. Fuck. They, the men's warehouse guy is a hard act to follow. <laughs> Like the way you look, I guarantee it. Thank you. You're gonna like the post you see, I guarantee it. Good night, you fucking weird. Have you seen the well to do of on Lenox Avenue on that famous thoroughfare with their noses in the air? High hats and collared collars, white bats and fifteen dollars, spending every dime. For a wonderful time If you're blue and you don't know where to go to Why don't you go where Harlem sits Putting on the ribs Bangle gowns upon the bevy of high browns From down the levee all misfits Putting on the ribs That's where each and every Lulu Bell goes Every Thursday evening with her swell bows Robbing elbows, come with me And we'll attend their jubilee And see them spend their last two bits Putting on the ribs